Mr. Carroll, what are, thank you very much for coming into Karma. Thank you, Philippe, for having me today. Well, Superintendent Carroll, I apologise. Bill's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, in upcoming days, you are holding up uh, a number of information ses- sessions for people who are interested in a career in correctional services. Let's start off with a little bit about when these sessions will be occurring. Yeah, well, Philip, we're doing a um, a, a month um, recruitment campaign um, to make sure that we give people plenty of opportunity to come and see us and, and have a discussion. Um, we do have three sessions um, scheduled for that um, uh, face-to-face, and I'll actually be doing those myself. Um, obviously, as a general manager, I have a very much a vested interest in, in recruitment and retention of the Correctional Centre. So the dates that we have for the face-to-face is the first one's this weekend, Sunday the 10th, and that's at the Alice Springs Correctional Centre in the uh, Staff Learning and Development Centre. I'm also holding one at the Centrepoint building on Wednesday the 13th of October, commencing at 6 o'clock, if people would rather uh, see us in town. And then another one out at the Correctional Centre on Wednesday the 20th of October at 6pm. We're trying to capture everyone, obviously, with work commitments and the like. Are you looking for people who may have had a career in other similar roles or anyone from any walks of life? Yeah, look, you know, when we recruit um, people, we're looking for a a number of qualities or characteristics that they have. They don't necessarily have to have a security background um, or, you know, military background or, uh, you know, correctional or police. Um, We have people from all walks of life, um, uh, trade, people with trade backgrounds, um, uh, people that have had experience managing other people in the past. Um, I suppose the characteristics are people that are have some life experience. And I say some because I find that we also have younger people that come into the environment and do very well. It's just what experiences have given them the grounding to then apply with us um, that they can demonstrate. Um, Communication is a big one for us, obviously. Um, You know, we rely on sound communication with our prisoner group every day. That's how we get uh, information from the prisoners as much as we give information to them. Uh, The environment obviously is uh, uh, an environment of compliance um, and that's not able to be done unless there's clear, concise and unambiguous um, information given to the prisoners on what they can and can't do from day to day. So that's why we do focus a lot on communication uh, skills, presence, the presence of people obviously in our uh, role, the first line of... um, our role is our very presence and how we stand up and how we um, present ourselves in a professional way. So people with professional backgrounds, again, regardless of what they may be, that have had those types of um, vocations that they've had to demonstrate in the past. Um, On the same token, where people may not have had the experience, we go through quite a rigorous um, 11-week training program and it's our responsibility to Uh, identify, once we've identified the person, then to hone those skills that we're after to make them a professional 
correctional officer at the end of the day. So that we take that responsibility on, and um, you know we've got some excellent training um, and staff development people to do that for us that have uh, well experienced in corrections, and uh, and well experienced in actually being able to do that. So it's not necessarily what you do today; it's how we can hone in on your skills and um, change them so that you can do the job we're after. Why is there a push to employ more correctional uh, centre officers? Uh, are, is there a shortage or is this a, just a, any reason? Yeah, look, the, um, this recruitment campaign is um, to make sure that we can provide a safe, secure and humane environment. Um, there are shortages on the roster, that's, um, that's quite clear. Um, we know that um, uh, with our recruitment campaigns, we also consider the future attrition rate of people, mm. um, and we do have a uh, you know a, a benchmark of what that attrition rate is. So, although we're asking for quite a few um, people to come on the course, so I'm, I'm I'm looking for at least twenty on this course. We're also projecting that to cover some of the people that are uh, looking at leaving into the future. Yeah. Are you eager to see Aboriginal people? people take up positions as a correctional officer? Absolutely. Look, you know, the the, the Northern Territory Correctional Services um, has 85% uh, Indigenous um, cohort. Um, the Alice Springs Correctional Centre has 93%. And, and obviously, um, our prisoner cohort respond well to countrymen, um, to people they know, um, and people that understand the culture. So, um, of course, we, you know, we welcome people from all, you know, diverse nationalities, but certainly local Aboriginal people are at the forefront of our um, recruitment. How many people are working at, well, let's take the Alice Springs Detention Centre working there now who are Aboriginal? Are you able to give me a figure or? Um, unfortunately, I've only just come in, I've only just mm. come back into the role and I couldn't give you a percentage, um, and I apologise for not would it having be true, that figure. Would it be yeah. true to say that you just need more people who are Aboriginal to work as correctional officers? It's not enough? Or? Um, well, again, Philippe, Aboriginal people working with Aboriginal people is a better cultural position for corrections across the board than people who may not understand the complexities of what mm. Aboriginal people in the local community and, and, you know, particularly in the remote settings have experienced and how to communicate effectively with them. There may be sensitivities for Aboriginal people in the prison system, people, whether you are working as a correctional officer or someone who's within the system. Um, can you maybe outline, you know, the idea of cultural safety um, that uh, corrections NT offer Aboriginal people who may want to work within correctional services because that would be an important thing for them. Yeah, look, to be honest, um, it is difficult sometimes, and some of the or Aboriginal people that come into cast, uh, come into our vocation as correctional officers do find that transition difficult. There's, mm. there's that's being quite open about it, um, but we do have continuing support during the. Uh, recruit training and then continuing support thereafter to ensure that their transition into an authoritarian environment um, is working for them. So I would rather we ensure we give them that support and whether that be from our own devices or other devices, um, then have people go through all that training and development and then find it is difficult and so they leave. So um, there are you know ways that we try and best manage that.
Would you be also looking for people who can speak in language to work as a correctional officer yes. as well? Yeah, we we understand um, uh, quite well that uh, you know the English language is you know second, third, um, you know, fifth and sixth sometimes sixth, in there yeah. in, um, that they in, learn in school. Yeah, that they learn. So um, having people on board in correctional uh, uniform would be a, a huge benefit for our organisation. I understand that you've also been recently at the Barclay Bush Camp, I believe it's title. Yeah, yeah. the Barclay Work Camp comes on my remit. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit about what's been happening there. Um, uh, we, we do go out to Tennant Creek and I'd like to get an insight as to um, whether this recruitment program actually will look to have correctional officers working up there as well or if there's any opportunities yeah. for people in the Barclay region to be employed in correctional services. Yes, um, uh, absolutely. The um, The recruitment program is for the Barclay region where um, after a number of staff up there, we've had a few staff move on um, in the most recent um, times. Um, the work camp is an open security camp, so we have ob- open and low security prisoners and trustees, if we put it that way. Um, they're on electronic monitoring. There is no, you know, perimeter fence. Um, we do have security measures, obviously. Um, the focus of the work camp itself is surrounds about community development, community um, uh, assistance and reparation, returning, obviously, to the community for some of the fellas um, that may have even committed crimes in that community. Um, it's a very visual um, presence that we have and the work camp doesn't sit on the peripheral of the actual community up there. It sits well and truly within um, the, the foundation of the town. Um, and the prisoners um, go to paid employment. Uh, again, they get uh, programs, training, uh, and, and whatever services are available. They can leave there um, into housing um, or they go into uh, drug and alcohol programs, the same as when we release people from here. Are there differences that may, who are interested in being a correction officer in terms of working at, say, Bark, the Buck Working Camp uh, compared to, say, Alice Springs' det- detention centre or say, Holtz Prison up in Darwin, or, or do they relatively work the same? The mm. fundamentals of um, prisoner management are pretty much the same, but mm. the um, the staff at the work camp are more attuned to taking work crews out and, mm. you know, you see them on the side of the road with whippersnippers and shovels and rakes and, you know, doing that reparation for the community uh, or, or the, the local council. Outside of that, though, these, you know, the staff take prisoners for two and three day trips up to uh, Mataranka Rodeo, for example, and they do the bump in and the bump out for that. Um, So the prisoners are getting a lot of experience. So the staff in that space um, have to, I suppose, have a different psyche when it comes to the management of the prisoners because they're taking them out in the community. They're very visual and so they have to be mindful of that. Um, and that doesn't take anything away from the staff in the correctional centre, the main correctional centre. Um, it, it's in the main centres, the security and the dynamic of, you know, prisoner management Let's is different. go back to the information sessions that you're holding here in town over the next uh, week or so. I'd like to just ask if you could maybe tell us a little bit about what will be discussed. Yeah, so the information sessions, um, an introduction to correctional services as a whole, and then we have some discussions because this program is, this campaign, I should say, is aimed specifically at Alice Springs Prison. Um, so... 
um, we, we open it up, um, as to say, and try and build in some transparency to what actually occurs with inside the jail. Um, there are some, you know, uh, uh, organisational structure there. It tells people that um, once you become a correctional officer and after certain periods of time, you can actually go into specialist fields. So we I was going to ask you about this and yeah, what so further opportunities are uh, available. Uh, we have, yeah, specialist units, um, which include a, a, a drug detection dog unit. Um, we have an emergency um, management team or what we call the immediate action team, IAT. And so those guys have specialist training. Um, they respond, um, you know, second responders. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they assist in the good order and security of the, of the facility um, without taking away the fundamental responsibilities of a correctional officer on the, on the ground. Um, other areas is the prisoner classification um, areas, uh, prisoner reception where people come into custody and, uh, you know, that I call that a specialist area because they're the guys that first recognise if someone's sad or, you know, they might have some health issues and they can report that straight away and get them, make sure they're seen in a timely manner. So there is some specialisation in that. Um, and it's really important that when people come into custody that we read warrants correctly and we don't keep them too long or let them out too early. Um, that administrative um, roles as well. People that come in to come to us also that have a trade qualification. Industries is a is a fundamental part of our structured day. So prisoners uh, sitting around in cells and the like obviously would become bored. So we have a mm. large industry section which covers mechanical section, um, metal fabrication, um, timber and um, uh, carpentry. Um, laundry, uh, food services. A lot of prisoners like working in the food services um, for obvious reasons. Um, and as part of that day, that that's where we uh, couple our industries with our uh, partnership with the Bachelor Institute. And uh, there's uh, vet training and, uh, you know, certified qualifications for the prisoners participating. Yeah, so there's two elements. And, uh, you know, you're asking about uh, before or previously you were asking um, in relation to, you know, shortages. Um, some staff come and work in corrections and they stay and they have that full, full length career, you know, and they stay for 20 years or until retirement, um, particularly some of the people that come in in the older ages, um, they stay for um, a, a period and they give, you know, their, um, their service to us well. Um, some people come in and because it's a new life skill, they use that new life skill to further their own careers, whatever that may be. So we have that element of differences where people come to us. Uh, younger people nowadays, you know, there's probably not an expectation they're going to stay for long periods of time in any employment um, I kind of look at it that we have a return on investment. We do a lot of work and we invest a lot of time and energy into people. And, uh, you know, as long as they're with us for a few years, then we're quite happy that we've got our return on investment. It's probably an analogy that, you know, the best analogy we have. So that creates our turnover and our, our attrition rate. Um, some people, and, you know, we mentioned it before, that some people just find the job is not for them. And that's, you know, like any vocation, any job, um, or employment, sometimes you just think that's this is not for me. So those people leave as well. So um, sometimes um, and we have we have 
struggled to attract people um, in the last recruitment rounds, um, but they haven't been as, uh, as such a strong campaign as we're trying now, um, particularly from a local people or local people concept. Um, we have a lot to offer out at the jail, I think, and we need to be transparent about what that is um, to attract those people into the jail. How much influence has the pandemic um, taken on recruitment? I mean, could you uh, attribute that as one of the reasons why your previous re recruitment campaign may have not gone as well as you hoped? Yeah, I think it's um, it, it certainly has had an impact on us in attracting people from interstate. Um, I, I believe that firmly. I mean, once we get to the tail end of these things, there might be a... You, you talked about it being local, not necessarily wanting to get people from interstate. Um, but I just, I, I'm kind of keen to see where you see, um, you know, future people coming from in terms of working within correctional services. Yeah, look, uh, uh, the reason why uh, this campaign is, uh, uh, you know, is targeting local people specifically is they know our cohort the best. Uh, mm. You know, they live in a town, they understand the complexities that Aboriginal people are facing, um, you know, and the contemporary complexities that, uh, that the, the local Aboriginal people are facing. And I think that there's plenty of opportunities um, where people living in town have had contact and understand that, um, uh, you know, the cultural aspects that some people from interstate may not have the same level of experience. We mm. do ask that in our recruitment and, and, you know, it is one of the criteria that you have an understanding about, um, you know, the culture and, and a want to assist in improving a person's life whilst they're in custody. So that's part of our uh, questioning when people come to interview. We, um, you know, we're an equal opportunity employer, of course, and, um, you know, there's no discrimination against age or, um, you know, um, sex or, you yeah. know, beliefs. Um, it's a very open um, in a, a book, I suppose, yeah. um, you know, when we, when we look at somebody. Um, there is always, uh, you know, there is, sorry, there is always good in having a balance of genders mm. um, within any organisation, and I firmly believe that. Um, as far as um, cultural diversity, um, Alice Springs has a lot of you know different cultures that uh, and people with a lot of skills that they could bring to the job as well. So, no, this is you know it, uh, sorry it, yes it is open uh, very much to anybody that has the life experience. Um, that we're looking for and um, you know there's there is a selection criteria that people mm. have to meet so I can be open and transparent um, you know about attracting people but there is a criteria mm. that you have to meet at the end of the day I think that's right why it's very important for us to get to have these sessions so that people yeah. can ask those, uh, ask those very questions in an open forum. Um, so I would encourage people, if you've been thinking about it for a while, um, as I said, I'm going to be front and centre at these um, sessions to do the presentation mm. and answer questions as best as I can at the time. Um, so I wouldn't want to narrow the field of anybody for, sure. um, for applying for the job, no. Just from my perspective, um, the, the, the jail sits 25 k's out of town and sometimes we just quietly bubble in the background um, and people don't get to see what we do um, and they, they're not 
there's not a huge understanding in the in the general public about the good work we do and what we're trying to achieve. Again, I would ask people if they are thinking about, you know, applying for the job to come to our sessions and they can ask those questions. And if need be, I'm, I'm open to having sessions or other sessions at the jail, opening the jail up so they can see firsthand, organising a tour, if that's what's going to take for people to, you know, consider um, joining our organisation. If it's okay, can I actually get you to, t- to tell me a little bit, uh, just mention the times and the locations of the information sessions again? And yeah, if sure. people have any questions anywhere else that they can get in contact with you or correctional services, if they have any other further questions? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our first um, our first sessions uh, this Sunday at ten at um, on the tenth of October, I should say, starting at eleven o'clock. That's at the correctional centre. There'll be some signs there put up so people won't get lost. Um, it's uh, um, uh, it's in our staff learning and development centre. Um, the second one again is here in town at twelve Gregory Terrace. It's the community corrections office. Um, and that's on Wednesday the 13th, commencing at 6pm. Um, and the, the final one is Wednesday the 20th of October at 6pm, um, again at the Staff Learning and Development Centre. If time permits, at those that are at the Correctional Centre, I'm happy to take people into the facility um, then if they have the time to come in. Bill Carroll, thank you very much for coming in and having a yarn with us here at Karma. Uh, Philip, uh, thank you for having us and uh, supporting uh, the organisation and the facility.